at Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Welcome to episode 119, an emergency episode of the Bronx Bee Podcast. I am your host, EJ Fagan, and tonight I am joined by Derek Alban. Hey, EJ. we got some news. Aaron Boone is our, our next manager. Yay. <laughs> Saturday morning, so I apologize if some of us are recording in our kind of outside of our normal recording environment. You might hear some noise in the background. That's just how these emer- just emergency podcast thing goes. Uh, we're going to give you a quick reaction to Aaron Boone, and we'll be back on Wednesday with our normal episode, hopefully with a little bit more information uh, to, to to analyze. Derek, what do you think? Not thrilled when I found out yesterday that Boone was going to be named a manager. I am concerned. I mean, the lack of managerial experience or any coaching experience um, worries me. Um, I was pretty against going with a guy who had not been a coach or a manager at all in the past. Um I think maybe if it was someone who had played more recently, who hadn't managed or coached before, someone like Raul Abanez, I might have been okay with it. But Boone hasn't played in the majors since either 08 or 09, I want to say. And yes, he's been around the game broadcasting over um, since then. Um, but I'm still concerned just because of the fact that this is really his first time at all doing this from this perspective. Derek, we've talked kind of managers to death over the last couple of podcasts. You and yeah. I have been on these podcasts together uh, these weeks uh, without much other news to talk about. And we never really considered Aaron Boone seriously. Um, you know, we, we never, it, it, we, we were always, we talked about Carlos Beltran and the ups and downs of him. We talked about Mullins. We talked about all of these other yep. um, potential managerial candidates. And then kind of, I mean, I guess we should have taken it more seriously because they went through the trouble of interviewing Aaron Boone. Um, but for some reason we didn't, uh, let's take the Yankee side of this for a second. Why do you think the Yankees, what's their best argument for picking Aaron Boone? I think it has to be just, he must've just nailed the interview and really came across as a really personal guy, which I think he does on TV as well. And it sounds like he's very well liked around the game, around the sport. I mean, it just seems like he's a fit for something they were looking for, which was a guy who can really help the clubhouse gel. Um, in that respect, I'm sure, uh, as compared to what we heard about Girardi, it sounds like he should be a good, at least a good option for being well-liked by his players and fellow coaches and, I guess, the media and ownership and in the front office. It sounds like, based on the hire here, that's really what was priority number one. All right, so Scott, so I am I'm a big fan of the Marvel movies, and if you ever hear every once in a while, you're kind of, you'll kind of hear some Marvel director, some like big shot director who ended up directing a Marvel film, say something along the lines of, "I didn't really do a lot. Uh, that there was this this machine that exists that has kind of optimized the Marvel films to be what they are, and I get to add my little spin to it, but I'm not as consequential of a player as I am on many other films that don't have that infrastructure around it." It seems to me that that's 
Brian Cashman has, or, or that's the suggestion that some people have had about 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 the men. Uh, um, um, Gary Phillips on Twitter uh, tweeted, "Quote: I had a source confirm that a big thing Cashman was looking for was someone he can he can quote mold the way he wants." Boone having never coaches before fits the bill. Is Boone maybe the next wave of baseball managers that have a much smaller role than former managers? And if so, is does what we know about Boone uh, say that he'll exceed at a reduced managerial role? I guess it's what what the game is trending towards. Um, it sounded like, in, if you recall, when the Yankees first started their search again, they there was some talk about how they were looking for their version of an A.J. Hinch or uh, or maybe even like a Dave Roberts type, I guess, who um, not too much experience, although Roberts and Hinch did have a little bit of coaching or managerial experience before getting their current jobs. Um, just looking for a guy that, they, that Cashman could mold as he sees fit and let, um, let that new manager just handle the clubhouse, essentially, and it does and seem. I, I think that Boone makes sense in that model. One because he doesn't have like a proprietary sense of what a manager should be. I think that actually kind of makes sense. It's not. It's not the the that, that you know Brian Cashman can make him like twirl his fingers and make him do whatever he yeah. wants. But yeah, it's not like can, Cashman can't. Cashman can't call down to the dugout in the middle of a game and say, "This is what you have to do in this situation," right? So it's going to be important that if this is the way they want to go, in my opinion, they're going to have to have a bench coach who has some sort of experience that can, you know, is on the same wavelength as Cashman, at least, in terms of what kind of implementation of strategy they want to do. So there's that communication within the dugout already that can kind of get um, the mission that they're trying to accomplish. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how bench coach um, falls out after this as well. Here's my problem with the logic. The That's the best possible argument for this. Here's my problem with it is that the Yankees, whoever they, they hire, they weren't interviewing like like Mike Sosha, someone with a big name that has the personality to, um, uh, you know, to like fend off any you know, entrees from the, from, the, um, uh, from the front office. What, if they had hired Rob Thompson or if they had hired Henry Mullins or whatever, they still could have basically told them from the start, you're going to follow the best practices that we, we outlined from the front office. And it's the Yankee managerial job, and these are these are not big names. They would have said yes, and they would have listened to Brian Cashman. But they also would have brought the experience of the stuff that the front office isn't that good at: the training of players, the, man, the managing to, um, uh, the managing to uh, uh, like go out, out of their way, um, uh, or rather, the managing to like handle the physical and mental side of the game. Uh, and that's where I trust someone like Henry Mullins. And I, I just get, I, I, I am worried that this was an ownership influence decision that the, the Steinbrenner said like, oh yeah, yeah, we said all these nice things about, we want to have an experienced manager, but Aaron Boone hit that home run. He's a Yankee hero. Uh, and I, I think that's a, that's a possibility. I don't want to get too mad. Like part of me wanted to get on this podcast and huff and puff like I did like a year ago. Uh, but I, I don't have enough information really to get mad here. Like they're really most of the decision has been masked from us and we don't even yet have a press conference kind of explaining Brian Cashman's take here, but I would not be shocked if that press conference kind of has seeds of this was Randy Levine's decision, not mine. So I, I don't know if, um, if it's, I thought that um, the Steinbrenners actually were, they wanted someone with more experience and it sounds like, 
um, according to Andrew Martian's most recent piece, that they were leaning toward experience, and it sounds like if that was the case, then they kind of let Cashman have his have his way. I, I hope so, but I mean, Brian Cashman also hasn't signed a new contract yet. Like, I, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen because we don't have any indication of this yet. But it would not shock me if two days from here we now we hear that Brian Cashman is fighting with ownership and is moving on. I don't, I don't again. I don't think that's a high probability event, but that's one way that you get Aaron Boone. Another way you get Aaron Boone is this, like this, this Gary Phillips tweet, which is the no, no, no. Cashman really didn't. Cashman didn't want an experienced manager. Cashman wanted, you know, Aaron Boone, uh, and that's also plausible. I, I just, it just it wouldn't shock me if the opposite were the case. If there was some meddling going on here that we kind of have to worry about. Um, so let's talk about bench coaches. Sure. Obviously, we want an experienced bench coach. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any reason why Tony Pena can't be that guy? Yeah, I, I think Pena could be that guy. Uh, it's definitely not going to be Rob Thompson now who's going to to take the Phillies bench coach job. Um, I wonder if they're going to keep Eric Wedge around and see. I mean, I don't know how good of an idea that is, but he's a guy with some experience that obviously they've already brought in. Um, so maybe it could be perhaps a runner-up. I mean, Mullins is definitely not going to be it. He's going back to the Giants. Um, I would have to imagine that, yeah, Pena seems like an odds-on favorite. Yeah, in this you know, I think that there, continuity is a good thing when you make it to Game 7 of the ALCS. Um, and you know, there, there, there's, not, there's not a case for a wholesale teardown. Um, I, for example, don't think they would have fired Joe Girardi had his contract not been up. Right? That, that would have seemed unwarranted, um, you know, given how well the Yankees did last season, how much better they did than expected. Uh, but... Yeah, I, that, that that that's why that's why Tony Pena seems to me like a good a good solution right there, um, especially because you know you've got some young players that could easily like re- revert back to bad form, right? Gary Sanchez could easily become 2015 yeah. or t- 2014 Gary Sanchez. He's the same person. It's just a few years later, and like uh, he kind of like found found his work ethic. Um, you, you know, Pena seems kind of like a good balance, almost in a way. He seems like. You know, maybe a little bit of a more traditional or old school, tough mentality mentality where he can keep, you know, the guys in check. He's a little bit more like Girardi in that sense, where it would be good to have that balance um, in the dugout as a presence still, while you have Boone as more of what I yeah, think is perceived and, to be as a player's type of guy. I also like the idea of having a manager in waiting because if you have to fire Aaron Boone, you could do it more easily. It's hard to fire someone without a replacement. Um <laughs> And, and that's so that's that's kind yeah. of on that side uh, side of it too. Um, all right, uh, so we're looking. We're going to have a press conference coming hopefully in the next couple of days with Boone and with Brian Cashman. Um, what are you? What do you? What questions? If you were a reporter, what would you ask Brian Cashman at that press conference? I would ask him what makes you feel confident that he's already prepared to handle the in-game strategical decisions at this point. I think that's the. I think it's the most, um, the biggest concern that most people have about him at this point. Uh, he's already, you know, I don't think people were too concerned about his likability and personability with other players in the media. Um, but I think there's definitely has to be some questions about, you know, why the Yankees thought yeah, he was ready there. to step um, into yeah, this role the, so quickly. The problem is, you know, we, the, it's hard to get an honest answer right there because the decision has been made at that point. Um, you know, I. I I, I want to know. Look, is he is he going to be using statistics and the newest wave of analytics to make strategic decisions? You know, what strategic decisions should we expect to change? 
Um, you know, I'd like to know, you know, what his plans are for, for the outfield situation. Does he consider Aaron Hicks a starting center fielder? Uh, you know, was his plan for, for, for using the bench, that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a lot we need to know about Aaron Boone. Um, yeah. You know, I would like to know what he said in his interview just to, to convince them. I have to imagine that behind the scenes, people know Aaron Boone and he got the interview in the first place because, People, he's been considered a potential manager, managerial candidate for a long time. Um, I I will be very nervous if I hear like Aaron Boone was cheap, which is why yeah he's been he's been sitting in that ESPN money for so long that yeah you know, that he he signed a really cheap managerial contract and Steinbrenner's like that. I mean, he's definitely going to come. He's yeah. he's definitely going to be cheap. I would say. I think Girardi was probably going to get yeah, four million I mean, plus annually, right? Boone will probably hover around suspiciously one, nickel guess. and diming for a long time, and that concerns me. Um, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, anything else? I look forward to Monday. I guess or whenever they decide to have this press conference early next week. Uh, looking forward to hearing it about it and finally moving on from me the search. Too. All right, so we will anyway. be back on uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, where we will be discussing hopefully some you know some more news about the managerial stuff and actual baseball news about players because that's what's actually interesting. Scott, thank you for joining me, even though you can't hear this right now. Yay. Derek, thank you for joining me. Uh, everyone else, have a great weekend. This has been your Bronx Beat Podcast. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.